Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pigskin Pundits on this Tuesday, August 29th, 2017 NFL Preview Edition on Blog Talk Radio. I am Mark Ferraro, pleased to be joined, as always, by my good buddy, Thomas Murphy, the Murph Dog himself. What's up, man? What is going on? It has been a while since I have last talked to you on the show. I know, man. It's probably been since the draft. Uh, everything's good. It's been a fun summer, but, uh, you know, always uh, always happy for the summer to come to an end and roll right into the NFL season. So, yeah, it's about 11 days away, and uh, I just I can't wait. Well, we knew this was a perfect opportunity to get back in the swing of things because, of course, football is approaching only week four of the preseason we have to deal with. And, of course, we had our fantasy football drift draft this past Sunday, which we'll get to later. But, Tom, it is all about those predictions that we do annually on the show. And, of course, we're going to kick it off in the NFC. And, Tom, you could go first, man, with the NFC East. Oh, yeah. You know, this is going to be a hard, uh, you know, hard division to predict, you know, uh, you know, pretty much all three, all four teams could probably, uh, you know, make some sort of playoff push and, uh, you know, send, you know, some could be disappointing from uh, last season. But, uh, you know, I'm going to have a new uh, new division champ this year. And, uh, you know, as opposed to last year where the Cowboys were just absolutely dominant. But uh, I'm going to say look out for the New York Giants this year. They're going to take the East. Uh, that defense is very stout, and, you know, the running game is a little suspect, but I'm sure, you know, someone will emerge, most likely Paul Perkins, and uh, have a decent year. But, yeah, I'm looking for the Giants to take the East. Well, Tom, already we're in a full agreement because I also have the Giants winning the division, but you're absolutely right about the other teams. The only team that I would say that I don't think can win the division is Redskins, because all the controversy with Kirk Cousins, will this be his last season in Washington, and this and that. But with the Cowboys, listen, of course, the whole thing with Ezekiel Elliott, how many games will he miss? I ultimately believe he'll miss four. So I think that suspension will get dropped. And, of course, we'll see the progression of Dak Prescott in year two. And I'm a big fan of the Eagles this year, Tom. I think Carson Wentz is going to take that big, next step in year number two. And, of course, they bring in Alshon Jeffrey. If he could just stay healthy on a one-year contract, he should be productive. But you're right with the Giants, Tom. They're stacked on defense. Yes, they did lose Jonathan Hankins to the Colts on a three-year deal. But you look at that secondary, they have so many guys who can contribute and who will have a nice season under Steve Spagnuolo once again on that defense. And, of course, the big question mark besides the running attack is left tackle Eric Flowers because so far in the preseason and what you hear Tom this guy has struggled so again can he improve Eli Manning and you look at offense Tom they're they're completely stacked they have so many guys with the addition of Brandon Marshall and you can't forget about tight end Evan Ingram oh yeah no that was a great pickup for them 
And, uh, yeah, no, with Eric Flowers, I mean, yeah, it's just been a really hard uh, start to his career after being drafted ninth overall. Uh, so, yeah, they may be finding somebody to step into that role. I mean, they drafted a very promising tackle, a uh, real steal in the late, later rounds, Adam Biznowate from uh, uh, Pittsburgh, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I took a lot of those things into consideration, the, off of the mediocre offensive line and the running game. That is, uh, nobody knows what to predict from this uh, – you know, this season here, but, um, yeah, I just think, you know, yeah, like you mentioned with the suspension to Ezekiel probably won't be six games. And I just don't see, even in general, I don't see the Cowboys just being as dominant as they were last year. I think Dak will, uh, he could regress a little bit, probably not to a, you know, to a overwhelming point, but I just think the Giants, uh, you know, with that defense and I mean that passing game, I think they're just going to be, throwing the ball all over the place. Uh, I just, uh, I definitely like them to take the division this year. And Tom, Giants and Giant fans should be licking their chops in week one when they face the Cowboys because we talked about it many months ago when we were going over all the free agency news. How many guys are the Cowboys lose in that secondary? Uh, Yeah, I could barely name uh, anyone. Yeah, they lost Barry Church to, uh, you know, Jacksonville. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, on paper, it seems like such a great, uh, you know, uh, just an absolute like guaranteed win almost for the, uh, cow for the, uh, giants, you know, especially not playing Ezekiel, uh, getting to play Ezekiel Elliott, but you know, those, uh, interdivision games with between the, uh, no, between the uh, Giants, Cowboys, actually all of them, just so hard to predict. And I think it's going to be uh, going to be a shootout. And yeah, it being a night game, I think it's going to be an, another classic on Week One. Yeah, of course. We also have to check the availability too of the Giants receiver Odell Beckham Jr. playing Week One against the boys in Jerry's world. Now, Tom, we'll move on to the NFC North, and I'll go first with this one. Obviously, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers to win the division. I like the additions of two tight ends, by the way, Martellus Bennett and Lance Kendricks. As you look at the rest of the division, I'm not really a fan of the Vikings because I'm not a big fan of Sam Bradford. Even though their defense should be very good. The Lions, of course, we'll get to in a second with the big contract they gave Matthew Stafford last night, five years, $135 million to be the highest-paid player in the NFL. And, of course, the Bears, they're in rebuilding mode, of course, with Mitchell Trubinsky, and they suffered big news with Cameron Meredith, who's out for the season with a torn ACL. So I'm going to go with the Packers, Tom, to once again take the NFC North crown. Yeah, I think this, uh, this is pretty much a no-brainer. Uh, Got to go with the Packers here. They're going to be, you know, very dominant uh, again this year, I think. Uh, and hopefully uh, hopefully for their sake, they can do a little more in the playoffs than, uh, you know, they've been able to in the past. I mean, it always seems like they're a, uh, you know, pre- they're always a preseason Super Bowl favorite, yet they've made it uh, once uh, in the past, uh, you know, in the past 15 years or so. So, uh but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, with the Vikings, uh, just don't think they're there yet to take over the division. And yeah, Sam Bradford, don't have too much faith in him. Uh, 
the deep ball, the defense looks solid though for Minnesota and Detroit, despite making the playoffs last year, I thought they were posers. I don't, I don't think they had any business being in the playoffs and they did prove it week one. So I think this is going to be a year. They're not even going to be uh real, uh, real contenders and the bears. I mean, I have to say, I think I've mentioned, uh, you know, while, uh, you know, while we've texted during preseason that Mitch Trubinsky, uh he's kind of – he almost seems to be uh, so far proving me a little wrong. Uh, like I've seen some of his highlights, and he actually looks like he could be the real deal. So that's very good news for the uh, Bears. And But it is going to be a growing season because, uh, you know, they're going to start Mike Glennon for sure. Uh, he's definitely had his struggles. But uh, Bears are definitely looking at a very high draft pick. And the nice thing with this draft is they're probably not going to even have to worry about a quarterback since uh, Trubisky looks like uh, he is the quarterback for the future for them. And going back to the Lions for one second, just like the Giants with their left tackle concerns with Eric Flowers, the Lions have the same thing with Tyler Decker, Taylor Decker, excuse me, because the left tackle is out for a long time. They're not even sure when he's going to get back from his tour in Labrum. So they have to mix and match a couple guys. Obviously, they have an ex-Bill on their team, along with Greg Robinson. So we'll see how that plays out. But that's a big injury, especially with Taylor Decker, young guy who was productive. And now he's going to be out a while. So Tom and I agree so far with the Giants and now with the Packers. And now we'll go on to the NFC South. And, Tom, man, I will let you go first with this one. Oh, man, this was, this division is just going to be a complete shootout. You know, uh, it's going to be going to be kind of hard. Of course, uh, everybody's going to want to pick the Falcons, uh, you know, reigning NFC champs. But, uh, man, I just got to, you know, I just got to say, you know, the loss of their two coordinators during the offseason, it's going to be a little uh, – I think it's going to be a little tough to, uh, you know, get back to the glory of 2016. And, you know, a team I had on the rise uh, last year, uh, of course, I'm going to be having them make that uh, next jump this year. I've got to go with, uh, go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the division this year. Uh, you know, Jameis Winston, I think he's destined for a great season with the addition of uh, Deshaun Jackson and uh, O.J. Howard, too. So, uh, yeah, very much uh, looking forward to uh, you know, the Bucks proving me right this season, which I was hoping they would last year. And uh, yeah, and also a bad news for the uh, for both the Bills and Jets. This is the NFC division that uh, we have to face. Where again, I think all of these teams, maybe not so much the uh, Panthers and the Saints. Uh, Saints D probably still needs another uh, drafter, drafter so to uh, get uh, back to respectability, but. Uh, yeah, I think all of these teams are going to be in a nice little cluster, but I look by uh, week 17 for the Bucks to be for the Bucks to be on top. Make that three for three so far in the NFC. Tom, we agree again. That's right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the division. Now, a couple of years ago, I was very high on them, and they disappointed me. But I'm back on the bandwagon, Tom. You mentioned their offense with the additions of Deshaun Jackson that deep threat for Jameis Winston. Of course, O.J. Howard fell in their lap in the draft as his name slipped off draft boards a little bit. The one thing we do have to keep an eye on is their running back situation. Of course, for the first three weeks of the season, the starting running back will be Jaquiz Rogers as Doug Martin is serving a suspension. And the last time, for all you Buccaneers fans, you know, 
The last time that the Buccaneers won the NFC South all the way back in 2007 when they ended up losing the wild card game to the Giants, who ultimately beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl that season. So, Tom, we agree once again, man, three for three, Buccaneers to win the NFC South. Oh, yeah, no, I'm surprised about that. You know, it's – I mean, I figured – Figured we got to have one uh, different, uh, you know, here at some point. But yeah, no, the Bucks. You mentioned that uh, running back situation, and uh, Jaquiz Rogers. I mean, he was pretty effective when he was able to fill in for Doug Martin. And uh, I mean, even when they get Doug Martin back, there's still some question marks. I mean, I know firsthand. I had Doug Martin on two fantasy teams, and he was uh, absolutely when he even when he wasn't on the bench, he was just disappointing the. Uh, disappointing the rest of my roster so yeah i mean that's uh, a lot of a lot of these teams that uh you know we have uh you know a lot of praise for have some issues at running back it just kind of goes to show how much uh, how much more important the passing game is nowadays in the nfl again you're listening to the pigskin pundits on block talk radio i'm mark ferraro he's thomas murphy and we're going through our predictions for the 2017 football season and we'll continue it with the NFC West. And I'll go first with this one, Tom. Obviously, the Seattle Seahawks are the choice that I am going with to take home the crown. Their defense is very solid. And I expect a little bit of a bounce-back season for Russell Wilson because there was five games last year when he threw zero touchdowns, the same as you and me. So I think this season for <laughs> Russell Wilson – I think he'll do a little bit better, and you can't forget about the game against the Packers back in December when he threw five interceptions in their big-time loss. So I think you'll see a nice bounce-back season for Russell Wilson to take home the division. Obviously, it's very tough all the time playing at Quest Field. So give me the Seahawks to win the division in the NFC West. Oh, of course. You know, the Seahawks have uh, probably for the past – you know, six or seven years have been like the clear cut, uh, you know, number one choice to win the uh, division for, uh, you know, some time. They've just been dominance, uh, dominating that division. But, uh, you know, actually, this is the first one we disagree on. You know, this is my uh, my sleeper pick. Another bounce back uh, team from last year was very disappointing. You know, obviously, I'm going to say the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. I expect them uh, to have a much better season than they did last year. I think last year was, I think last year was more of a fluke than 2015 being a, uh, uh, you know, being a uh, flash in the pan, good season for them. But uh, so yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Arizona to really surprise some people and uh, squeak out of this division. Uh, I like uh, some of you know I like the uh, drafting of Hassan Reddick. I think he's going to immediately be a uh, big factor. And also another thing you have to remember, I mean, with the Cardinals and Seahawks, uh, I mean it's just going to be them because I actually do think the other two. Uh, other two teams in the division, the Niners and Rams, are actually both of them are going to be competing for the number one draft pick this year. I don't see anything happening with them so far. I think the 49ers may be on the upswing in a couple years, but it definitely will not be this year with Brian Hoyer. And the Rams, I just don't see it. Uh, their best player on the team, Aaron Donald, is already holding out. So definitely not a good sign. So. Yeah, we'll see what becomes of those teams, but I don't expect more than four wins uh, from either the Niners or Rams this year. Oh, hey, those Cardinals burned me big time last season 
because I picked them to make the Super Bowl against the Patriots. And, of course, that did not work out with the Cardinals' side of things. So we'll see what happens. Amy Carson Palmer has one last hurrah and gets the Cardinals into the postseason. Tom, keep it rolling, man. In the NFC, those two wildcard teams will be. Oh, it's going to be a tough one. You know, we got uh... – I think it's going to be a race between three teams, the Cowboys, Falcons, and Seahawks. And, uh, you know, got to say sorry to uh, America's team, the Cowboys. I think they're going to be the odd man out. And I'm going to have to give my, uh, going to have to give my, uh, my uh, playoff, my wild card nods, excuse me, to the number five seed Falcons and the number six seed, the Seahawks. All right. Our first disagreement on the program so far with the two wildcard teams. The team you left out, I have them making it the Cowboys because I still think they have enough to make it as a wildcard. I'm so interested to see their defense, all those guys I mentioned earlier in the secondary, losing Brandon Carr, Morris Claiborne, Barry Church, and J.J. Wilcox. And even though Elliott will be out a few weeks, the offensive line is very good, going a little bit of out for Morris should be okay for a few weeks. And the team that I have making it as a second wild card, the number six seed, I expect a big, big time bounce back season. We can't forget about Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. I think, yes, I think we'll see a little bit more of the form in 2015. Not to say he's going to win MVP, which we'll get to later, but I think you'll see more of that with a healthy Calvin Benjamin, and you can't forget about their rookie addition. And, of course, I drafted him this year in our draft, and that is Christian McCaffrey. So make it the Cowboys and the Panthers will represent the NFC as a two wildcard team. Oh, wow. No Falcons in the playoffs. That's pretty wild. But, uh, you know, hey, stranger things have happened. And also, just so you, uh, just uh, to clarify, that is uh, the wild card is our second um uh, second uh, disagreement because I do have the Cardinals winning the uh, NFC West. Oh, so, right, uh, right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, oh, that's very bold. And the Panthers, I actually, because when I filled out, I did uh, I did the rankings and, uh, you know, placed all of the teams in each division. I have the Panthers actually finishing fourth uh, behind the Saints even in uh, the NFC South. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, but like I said, that division is just, uh, I think it's going to be a rock fight. All of those teams are going to be, uh, like, when they when all of them face each other, it's going to be a tough game. I don't really think there's a huge, huge weak link in that uh, division. I just think the Panthers might just find themselves uh, at the bottom there. And, uh, I mean, of course, because they're, they're missing their uh, genius defensive coordinator for the past few years, Sean McDermott, mm-hmm, who uh, mm-hmm. my Buffalo Bills have the pleasure of having, but no, I mean there's they still have the talent on defense, so it's gonna that division's gonna be very, very interesting. Probably uh, you know, I think all all of those teams definitely think they have a shot to win the division and they're gonna come out gunning for it too. All right, Tom. Well speaking of those Buffalo Bills, let's shift now to the AFC and begin in the East, our favorite division, of course. And I'll kick it off first, prize. You gotta go with the Patriots. I mean Obviously, when you look at the injury to Julian Edelman out for the season with a torn ACL, it won't matter in this realm scheme of things because they have so many guys that Brady can throw the ball to with the additions of Brandon Cooks. 
and Dwayne Allen and Mike Gillisley and Rex Burhead to go with all those other guys they already have in the fold. Brady and the boys, they'll be fine. And, of course, some additions on defense, two guys that Tom and I are familiar with, Stephon Gilmore and David Harris. And, of course, when you look at the rest of the rest of the division, the Dolphins have Jay Culler, who a month ago was going to be working at Fox as a uh, as a uh, broadcaster. And then with the Jets and the Bills, the Jets, as we know, they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. And your Bills, we have to watch the situation going on with Tyron Taylor and his concussion. So, unfortunately, Tom, we have to go with the Patriots once again. Uh, yeah, and I mean, uh, of course, uh, you know, of course I always uh... – can be a little bit of a homer on this uh, on this show, but uh, I don't even think uh, I even have the audacity to pick anybody but the Patriots to win this division. Uh, it's just going to happen. I mean, people are saying sixteen and zero. I just don't see it. Uh, you know, they. Uh, I think they're getting a little way, way too much hype. I mean, Stephon Gilmore. You know, that was not. Uh, you know, wasn't signing Patrick Peterson or Darrell Revis 10 years ago. So it's not the, you know, not the biggest deal. Gilmore, I was, I was very happy they picked up his contract as opposed to us. So, uh, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I definitely expect them to be probably no worse than 13 and three, probably, probably in that 13 and three, 14 and two mark be the number one seed home field advantage. And uh, yeah, the rest of the division, I mean, of course the jets are, uh, Uh, definitely in rebuilding mode and probably possibly looking at that first overall pick wall. But Mm -hmm. however, I hope that they get, I hope that they get the third or fourth somehow, you know, Mm -hmm. just win enough games not to, so they don't not going after my boy, Josh Allen and uh, uh, the dolphins. I think they're kind of the same thing as the lions. I mean, even, even before Tannehill got hurt, didn't, I don't have much faith in them to, uh, you know, repeat to last year's glory and uh, the bills. A lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, Tyrod, the injury to Tyrod last week really, really had me worried. Um, there are also some other worries. The deep, the offense so far in preseason, while it's only preseason, just hasn't been getting it done. The one thing that has re- really has me hoped for the season is the defense. Uh, despite losing some players on defense, I think the defense actually looks much better than it did last year. Uh, McDermott's uh, bread and butter is not giving up big plays, and that has definitely been the uh, case of preseason. They're just uh, put on lockdown, and I think uh, – a lot of a lot of players on the Bills defense are really going to uh, step up and uh, make a name for themselves this season. So, but it won't be enough to take the division, regardless if Tyrod plays 16 games this year. It's just uh, just not gonna not gonna be enough. The Patriots are still the class of the division and also the uh, rest of the NFL. All right, Tom, keep it rolling, man, with the AFC North. Yeah, this is another. Uh, I'm wondering, yeah, if we're going to be going, uh, be the same for the rest of the uh, show here. But, uh, yeah, going to be same thing with the uh, East. It's going to be hard to pick anybody here but the Steelers. Uh, you know, that offense is just possibly the most uh, potent offense in the entire NFL, even maybe more so than the uh, – more so than the uh, uh, Patriots. Uh but yeah, I don't see anybody else out of the North coming out of here than the, uh, you know, than the Steelers, despite, uh, you know, some improvements by uh, 
the Browns. And also, I don't think the Bengals are going to be slouches anymore like they were last year. Another disappointing team last year. The Ravens, got to see how long Flacco's going to be out for, but that could really uh, put them in an early hole. Yeah, I agree with you, Tom. I'm going with Pittsburgh to win the AFC North, and we cannot forget. Man, did I want to draft this guy so bad in our league on Sunday, but my boy and our good friend Ricky Fernaro drafted him, and that was Martavius Bryant, who was back from his bench, and we can't forget about 14 career touchdowns, 14 touchdowns in his career in just 21 games. The guy finds the end zone, and he's going to have a big-time season with Big Ben, so we agree once again, give me Pittsburgh to win the AFC North. Now we'll go to the AFC South, and this can make things a little more interesting. Of course, you have the Tennessee Titans, everyone's darlings this year, and you can't forget about the Houston Texans with the quarterback, the rookie, Deshaun Watson, but I'm going with the team that has the quarterback and that's the Tennessee Titans with Marcus Mariota. And you talk about all the guys that he has that he can move the ball to. So many additions with Corey Davis, the rookie, as long as, along with veteran Eric Decker to go with Delaney Walker, Rashad Matthews, Tejon Sharp, and the veteran Harry Douglas. And with the Texans, pro- I don't know what the quarterback situation is, in terms of week one, is it going to be Tom Savage? Are they going to go just to Deshaun Watson? That decision has not been made just yet. And, of course, with the Colts, we're not sure when Andrew Long's coming back because Chuck Pagano said there's no timetable yet. So that's now a very good sign. And, of course, Jacksonville Jaguars, they have their own quarterback issues as well. So give me the Titans to win the AFC. Yep, now we are uh, six for seven so far. Uh, yeah, give me the Titans as well. Uh, it's also just so frustrating too to be picking the Titans here, considering uh, two years ago they were they had the number one pick in the draft after a two and fourteen season, and you know just seeing uh, you know my Bills team that uh, hasn't made the playoffs in seventeen years. I mean, just like a turnaround like that, it's just like man, if uh, if the Titans could do it, like uh, certainly we could. I mean, of course, the Titans have to make the uh, playoffs first, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a, uh, I think it's going to be a, not a, not a necessarily an easy ride, but I think they will prove themselves worthy of the AFC South crown. Uh, yeah, the Texans just don't, I mean, outside of uh, quarterback, they are about as good a team as any in the NFL. I mean, the defense is one of the highest rated and, you know, got decent running back back there and Miller and decent uh, receiving core. Uh, but yeah, don't know about Tom Savage or uh, Deshaun Watson, who just uh, so far has looked a little shaky in preseason. Uh, I think the Texans would definitely not prefer to throw him in there right away. Uh, the Jaguars could be, uh, could be a bit improved. You know, I've been a fan of Doug Marone for a while. I think he could get that team going again. Uh, Blake Bortles, again, is another issue. And I think the Colts actually uh, could be one of the surprise teams that is looking at a top five pick next year. Uh, even when luck comes back, I just don't uh, see it on the rest of the, uh, you know, on the rest of the front. They've done very, very little to improve that defense uh, with the exception of uh, drafting Malik Hooker. Uh, with the 15th overall pick, who was, was nice for them, him to slide all the way down to him. Uh, but, yeah, I just have a feeling there's some issues there. And when Buck comes back, the team could already be a mess. 
All right, Tom. Finish it off with the AFC West. Do we make it four for four? I almost have a feeling we do because I am going with the uh, Oakland Raiders to uh, take the division here. Uh, you know, for the first time in many, many years. You have to remember they did, despite how uh, you know uh, great they were last year. They did not win the division. It was the Kansas City Chiefs last year, a team that they couldn't. Uh, just couldn't beat in the regular season. And, uh, but I think that's going to change this year. I mean, with, uh, you know, with Carr staying healthy and the rest of that team, uh, again, you know, they're going to be starting Marshawn Lynch at running back. It's going to be interesting to see how he bounces back after, uh, you know, more than a year off. So, uh, but again, uh, I don't even think it'll matter much who's at running back for the Raiders. That passing attack is going to be uh, solid. There's probably still some uh, issues on defense, but when you have one of the best players in all of uh, football, in Khalil Mack, he can usually make up some of the difference. He's just an absolute playmaker and uh, kind of does everything by himself. So, uh, yeah, sorry, Chiefs. I think uh, – uh, I think the Raiders are taking the division this year. And, yeah, the other uh, – the Chargers seem to – people seem to be very high on them, thinking of them as a wild-card contender. I don't see it yet. And the Broncos' uh, defense still pretty much intact despite losing uh, DeMarcus Ware. Uh, but, yeah, everything else, it's uh, not uh, – you know, offensively, just don't trust Trevor Simeon to uh, win that division for them. Well, yeah, Tom, we agree. Once again, give me the Oakland Raiders to take home the crown for the first time since 2002 when, of course, that year they faced the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl and lost 48-21. to But continuing with the division, and I never like to do this, but we have three teams coming out of the AFC West. My two wildcard teams, number one, the fifth seed, the Kansas City Chiefs, yes, even last year, I never seem to pick them, but they, they're always solid. They always make the postseason with Alex Smith as a quarterback. Now, don't forget, though, they did trade up for Patrick Mahomes. So if Smith ever gets up to a bad start, does Andy Reid make that switch to the rookie quarterback? And number two, of course, this is a team that I rarely pick, Tom, but you mentioned them mm-hmm. as my sixth seed. That's right. The L.A. Chargers are going to the postseason with Phillip Rivers, the 36-year-old who will turn that age in December. One last run into the postseason with Rivers. They're going to make the playoffs. Rookie head coach Anthony Lynn, they'll have success with Melvin Gordon in the backfield. So three teams, Oakland, the Chiefs, and the Chargers, all in the postseason. Oh wow! You know you must you must have really high hopes for the Los Angeles Chargers if you have them uh, making the playoffs. But uh, yeah, I mean a lot of people a lot of people have uh, that faith in them. I just don't. I in particular don't have it. And the Chiefs, of course, they just always seem to manage, uh, you know, to win games. Just I think Andy Reid is the second best coach in the NFL behind Belichick. Um, it's just that that offense just really concerns me, especially losing Spencer Ware for the season uh, yesterday. And uh, also in that wide, that wide receiver core 
is uh, pretty much a who's who of uh, players, with the exception of Tyreek Hill, but he's just more or less kind of a slot guy. But the starting receivers for the Chiefs this year are going to be Albert Wilson and Chris Conley. Uh, you know, so uh, going to expect Travis Kelsey to have a huge year. I think Alex Smith and or Mahomes will be going to him uh, very, very often. But, uh, yeah, uh, we actually, I actually have two different uh, – uh, wild card teams here, of course. And uh, so I'm going with the number five seed uh, team I mentioned earlier, who I think is going to have a bounce back year. And that's the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you can never count them out. Uh, you know, always, always expected to uh, be in the mix of things. And I'm going to, uh, I'm going to pick them to be the, uh, the fifth seed in the playoffs. And it wouldn't be a show if I left this team out of a playoff uh <laughs> Out of a uh, playoff, to, I think you know what's coming. You know what's coming. Mm-hmm. The sixth seed, after 17 years, it'll finally be over. A healthy Tyrod Taylor, missing only two games tops, will bring the Bills to the playoffs for the first time since the 1999 season uh, as the sixth seed. Uh, you know, hey, I have big things, uh, you know, big uh, expectations for the defense. And I'm, I really love this coach, Sean McDermott. I think he... You know, he's he's going to make this team a competitor. And, yeah, I can see some of these other teams in the AFC East falling off a bit and the Bills capitalizing. So, hey, why not? 17 years, it has to come to an end sometime. So get the Bills to squeak in there with the sixth spot. All right, Tom. Now we'll have a rapid-fire segment in terms of the individual awards in the NFL. You can go first with the MVP of the league. Uh, he's always a perennial candidate to be MVP, and that'll be Aaron Rodgers. Look for him uh, to have a uh, a year where he just dominates and, uh, you know, back to form. He's single again. He's going to have zero distractions. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, – I think it's going to be an amazing year for him. All right, MVP. I'm changing up a little bit. The last non-quarterback to win the award, 2012, Adrian Peterson – Running back, Pittsburgh Steelers, the guy who said will report to camp on September 1st on Friday, and that is Le'Veon Bell of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Going to Offensive Rookie of the Year, staying with the running back theme, Minnesota Vikings, second-round pick, Dalvin Cook. Wow. Okay. We agree on uh, another one there. I'm going with Dalvin Cook as well. I think it's a great situation for him. Uh, One other player to keep in mind, and of course I'm uh, sticking with my team, is definitely keep an eye on Zay Jones. He's looked very good. And also he's probably, he may actually end up being the most productive rookie uh, receiver this year, considering he's going to be thrown right into uh, action right away. All right, Tom, keep it going, man, with defensive rookie of the year. I'm going to mention a uh, name I've already mentioned before uh, from the uh, future NFC West champion Cardinals going with uh, outside linebacker Hassan Reddick. I like his chances to have uh, a lot of sacks in that division with a lot of weak offensive lines. All right, man. Well, we're going to the SEC. And listen, I got to pick one Jets to win something. As bad as it's going to be, I got to pick at least one guy to take home something. So give me the sixth overall pick, safety, Jamal Adams. Hey, can't go wrong there. That's a very, very wise pick. I think he's going to be a superstar, of course. Now, speaking of defensive player of the year, I'm going to stay in the conference 
SEC, same position, safety, same state, New York. Give me Landon <sighs> Collins. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe this? This is the second one we have correct. That is exactly who I picked, Landon Collins. I think he's very quickly becoming a an absolute superstar in this name, and uh, I think after this year will be actually a household name. Wow. All right. That's great. Hey, that's great, man. And wait, we didn't peek at each other's papers, if everyone's wondering, all right? So this is great so far. This is awesome. All right, keep it going, Tom, with Coach of the Year. Man, you know, of course, if the Bills make the playoffs, it's going to be hard to, uh, you know, for Sean McDermott not to win it. But since I don't want to be a complete homer on this show, I'm going to go with uh, Mike Malarkey, a former Bills coach uh, from more than 10 years ago, uh, bringing the Titans the, uh, you know, division crown and a very uh, well-deserved playoff berth. All right, Mike, Coach of the Year. Jack Del Rio of the Oakland Raiders, and then my comeback player of the year. Listen, I, if I have the Chargers having a big season as a wild card representative, Phil Rivers has to throw the ball to the guy who tore his ACL back in week one last year, and that's Keenan Allen. Oh, yeah. No, that's uh, would definitely be a uh... – a uh, good candidate uh, with my comeback player. I don't even know if he's eligible. I usually think of it as a guy who missed, you know, a good majority of the season last year. And uh, I, I don't know if he's eligible for the award course. I got to go with JJ Watt who only played three games last year. Uh, if he plays more than 10, he's going to be very effective. So uh, I mean, hopefully he's eligible to win it. So yeah, I'm going to go with him. No, I think he is. No, I think he is for the award. Now, Tom, here we go, man. Bill's bold prediction. Uh, yeah, bold prediction here is uh, that Jerry Hughes, a guy who's been a little – was a little silent under the Rex Ryan era, uh, is going to have a monstrous bounce back year to the point where he actually leads the NFL in sacks. All right, in terms of my Jets' bold prediction, I have two because I'm not sure if my first one is really a bold prediction because on how bad the offense is going to be. So I said that the Jets will not have a 1,000-yard receiver, but I'm going to change it. I'll say that the Jets will not have a 900-yard receiver because they have so many guys who are unknown. I have no idea who they're going to throw the ball to. Maybe Robbie Anderson could get close to that if he stays healthy. But besides that, I don't know where the targets are going to go to. And as far as my second Jets bowl prediction, I'll say Sheldon Richardson will not finish the season with the team. Oh, wow. See, I think that's a uh, bold prediction. I mean, yeah, you say 900 yards. A lot of uh, teams don't have a 900-yard receiver. So, yeah, I would definitely expect that to uh you know, to happen unless, uh, you know, unless one of those rookies turns out to be a complete phenom, uh, phenom. but, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely that second one would be a very bold prediction. All right, Tom, last two NFL bold prediction from you and then wrap it up with the Super Bowl representatives in the AFC and the NFC Super Bowl in Minneapolis, <laughs> Minnesota on February 4th, 2018. Yeah, so my NFL bold prediction is, and this is pretty bold if you think about it, uh, I think a, a bounce-back team I didn't really get into uh, very much uh, in the show, but I'm going to say that the Cleveland Browns are in the playoff hunt come December. Mm-hmm. 
which would be a, a huge shock considering they've won about like four games over the past uh, two years. So I think, uh, I think they'll have a bounce back year, probably in the area of like six and 10 and uh, we'll, we'll be somewhat competitive up until the last month of the season. And am I just going right into the Super Bowl prediction? Yeah, man, go ahead. Yep. All right. Yeah. It's uh, well, every single 99.9% of pundits are picking the Pats to at least make the Super Bowl and probably win it. Uh, I am going to have the ultimate upset in the AFC championship with the Oakland Raiders beating the Patriots in the AFC championship and then going on to win the Super Bowl over the New York football giants. Ooh. I like it, man. Oh, yes, you heard giants, it. man. I'm telling you, the Giants are going to be right there for the Super Bowl. They're going to have a very, very solid team all year long. So my NFL bowl prediction, and we mentioned this guy earlier, Martavius Bryant will have more touchdowns than his teammate Antonio Brown this year. I expect a big season hmm. for Martavius Bryant to have more touchdowns than his fellow teammates. And as far as a Super Bowl matchup, I'm going with the Patriots once again. No surprise there. But they're going to face a team they just faced a couple years ago and they rematch a Super Bowl 49 between the Patriots and the Seahawks. Patriots win 27-23. And if it's ever a situation like it was a couple years ago, if you're Pete Carroll, you better give the ball to either Thomas Rawls, C.J. Procise, or Eddie Lacy. Oh wow, man! That's that would be a uh, that would definitely be a ratings grab there for the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Patriots Seahawks. Uh, yeah, that would be fun. Of course, I would be rooting my uh, rooting my tail off for the Seahawks, but uh, a very uh, very respectable prediction there. All right, Tom. So we have a few more minutes left in the program. We'll go quickly over our draft that we had this past Sunday. And one of the things you told me, Tom, right away after the draft. You think it's one of the best teams you ever have? It really was. A lot of players fell to me. You know, I only, uh, out of two keepers, I only kept one, which was uh, LaShawn McCoy. So, uh, yeah, he just seemed like a no-brainer. I was considering keeping Mariota just because it was a two-quarterback league and just wanted to make sure I had someone of quality there. But I think I ended up getting two quarterbacks that may, fantasy-wise, may be an upgrade over him in uh, Matt Matt Ryan and uh, the uh, multi-million dollar man, Matt Stafford. Yeah, I think as far as my team goes, I took the same approach as you. The only person I kept was Le'Veon Bell. But I figured because of so many of the running back question marks, I wanted to focus heavily on that, which I did in the draft. My first pick overall, in a sense, because I kept Le'Veon Bell, was Melvin Gordon. But then I also drafted Christian McCaffrey in my flex spot and my first running back, Kareem Hunt, who, of course, now is starting in Kansas City. My two quarterbacks are Jameis Winston and Eli Manning, my two backups. I took Andrew Luck very late in the draft. Not sure when he's going to come back, but you still have to draft him. And, of course, late in the draft, I took Deshaun Watson because by the time I need him, He'll probably be starting in Houston. As far as my wide receivers are concerned, I took Kelvin Benjamin. I took Alshon Jeffrey. I took your boy, who you had last year at tight end, and Delaney Walker. And for my defense, I took the Houston Texans because in week one, 
Who do they play? Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh uh, yeah, no good. Uh, definitely good choice. You probably noticed that uh, I, uh, with my Mister Irrelevant pick in the nineteenth uh, round, I chose the Bills defense, if only to uh, if only to play them for Week One, too, because uh, there's no way I'm starting ah! Kansas City. I took Kansas City Chiefs defense, which kind of slipped to me, considering a lot of people NFL Network had them as the number one defense. Uh, but there's no way I'm starting Kansas City week one against the Patriots. So I definitely needed a fill in there. And, uh, yeah, well, it could be, you know, it's a, a season of question marks for the Bills. I have to think uh, the defense will uh, have a few points against the uh, Jets. But, uh and who knows, maybe by starting them, I completely jinxed them, but I uh, thought it was a wise move, at least to start the season. Well, Tom, my man, thank you, as always, for joining me in the program. It was great to get back into the swing of things. Everyone, enjoy the rest of your week. Good luck if you still have some drafts. Thank you for listening to the program. You don't know how much we appreciate it every single week. And as always, don't forget to tune in next time to the Pigskin Pundits with your host, Mark Ferraro and Thomas Murphy, only on Blog Talk Radio.